Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. It's um, an honour to be here. Um, yes, Mitch does normally do a lot of the preaching and I'm his sideline and his support. But um, it's great to be able to share a little bit of my story with you. Um, you know, I grew up in a Christian family, but I wouldn't say that I've always had a faith that is worthy of what God calls us to do. Um, so I want to pose a little bit of a question to you this morning, um, if you're a Christian or if you're anyone. Um, how does Jesus impact your life? Um, how can you look back and see him working in your life, whether that be in the day-to-day life or whether that be, um, you know, in someone else's life. Um, I kind of wanted to do a little something a little differently this morning. Um, I didn't want to kind of go linear straight through my testimony because I, I think there's something God is doing here that we can see um, in our own lives and see in the lives of others. Um, so, but first of all, I want to share a verse with you, and it's Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. As I've said already, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Um, I've really spent the last month thinking about what I want to share with you and how I want to share it. And it's been really interesting to look back over my journey as a Christian um, and see pockets of where God has actually really resonated or shown himself Um, I guess in the moment I may not have really seen him, but now as I look back I can go, oh, that's Jesus, oh, that was God. Um, When I was 10, my father was in a head-on car accident, something that was so quick to happen, so minutes of, not even minutes, seconds of inattention from a young man, put my my dad in hospital, Um, he almost lost his life, and as a 10-year-old I don't know that I really could understand or fathom what that meant. All I knew was my life changed like that. But one thing I did see is my mum's patient faith. She didn't get cranky. She didn't arc up. She just continually stepped out every day. And I think that's really powerful to see the people in our lives that show Christ to us. Um, you know, as a 10-year-old girl, I don't know that I really saw that then. But now I go, oh, wow. She was really patient with me because I wouldn't have said that I was a very, um, a very calm 10-year-old. I was into sport. I was into all of the things. Um, and I wouldn't take no for an answer. I am determined, which is where I think my kids get determination from. <laughs> Combination of Mitch and myself. Um, but my mum nurtured our faith. My parents continually went to Bible study. Church wasn't an option growing up. Um, My dad couldn't handle loud noises. He had a brain injury that meant that he was on lots and lots of morphine every day just to get him through the day. Um, We've since seen him healed from that, but we've seen him 
live with now other issues that were hidden. Um, my, my dad's faith through that time was really incredible as well. Um, I did see him slip into depression, slip into signs and areas where he really struggled with what God was doing for his life because he was always a man that could do everything. And as a young girl, seeing your dad who can always do things, I see it now, even now. Um, my, God, my dad always wants to help us, help us succeed, help us excel. Um, I'm constantly calling him on the phone, hey, dad, how do I use this wood tool? How do I, how do I fix this light? Um, for, for those of you who don't know, I like to refurb furniture. Um, and it's been a bit of a learning experience over the last uh, few, few months, few years of learning what sort of sanders to use. And I use the wrong ones. What sort of hammers to use? What sort of drills to use? Um, and I tell you what, I got it wrong. But my dad has had to learn to be patient with me because FaceTime's a great thing. He's not a great teacher. Love him, but he's not a great teacher. He tends to take over. Um, I'm a little bit like him. I tend to take over. I am very much all the doer in the house. Um, but it's been really beautiful to watch my dad also share his faith with us. I remember, um, oh, I think I would have been about 20 and I'd come back from being overseas and my dad shared a prophetic word that he'd been given before his car accident. And it was like, you were going to reach the lives of young adults and young kids. And that, he lived that out. He went into schools and shared his story about his car accident and the impact of what driving, um, you know, driving and inattention can do. He shared his story with those kids. And I have friends that I met later in life who heard him at their school. Um, and that's really incredible just to see the impact and the, the web that God weaves you know, you might see this person and this person and then they might connect to this person and one day you're with that person. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, when I finished my HSC, I had had a pretty terrible year. Um, I'd seen three very close family friend, fam loved ones actually die. Um, and I didn't want to be at school. I didn't want to do my HSC. I didn't want anything to do with study and I had no direction for my life. But... We walked into a TAFE um, or a, like a, what is it called, like a market of options for your later in life. Um, and on our way out, I saw this op opportunity to go overseas and work as a nanny. And I was like, that's me. I'm going. I'm going to do everything I can to get on that plane and go. Um, and my parents faithfully stood by me. Um, as I said, I didn't take no for an answer. So I went, I worked really hard, picked up all the extra shifts to be able to go. And I would say I lived of the world while I was overseas. Um, I, knew, I, know that I knew the Sunday school answers. I knew who Jesus was. I knew what he asked of me. But I wanted to see what other people did. I wanted to see what, where people found their satisfaction and where people found their hope. Um, so I had a fun few years, made lots of friends, and lots of them now, to this day, are Christians, which is pretty amazing. Um, one thing that happened when I did return was that I finally had a direction. I finally felt um, the calling that God was actually putting on my life. He's like, all right, hey, you've had your fun. Now I want you. I want you to serve me, and I want you doing the things that I know you know are truth and hope. Um, 
I think it's really interesting at times to have those moments where you feel God going, pulling you, pulling you in, pulling you in. Because um, there's, there's continual times in our lives that that's going to happen. You know, there's sometimes that we might feel God going, oh, you know, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, where are you going? Where's your hope lie? And he can use friends and family, um, anyone, to do that. Um, and I really came home, when I came home, I had, I had that. So I had friends going, all right, come on, let's go, to, let's go to Bible study. And I joined a Bible study with lots of my friends. And um, it was pretty amazing to have that. Um, we sat in a Bible study with an older couple, um, a very, very wise married couple who led us, I think we were about 19, 20 at the time, and just shared their faith with us and challenged us on ours. Um, and gave us opportunities to really dive deeper into the word and learn more of who God, what God, who God is and what he does. Um, I got baptised on an Easter weekend back, back, I think, in 2010. And that was the real first time that I was like, you know, God, I want to declare. I want to declare that I have a faith and a faith that is worthy of you calling me home. And a hope. God brings this hope that, you can't understand. And I've really learnt that more and more, um, especially being married to Mitch. So I shared a verse earlier. It says it was Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Um, talks about picking up your cross daily and walking for Christ. Now, that man up there, <laughs> up the back, he wrote that in a letter for me. Back when we first met, um, I would, well, not met, but when we started being friends and connecting deeper, he was a very on-fire young man um, to the point of putting people offside. He wouldn't... He, his word... He knew what God wanted and his word was the highway. So he wrote me a letter and he's like, Rachel, I saw you in worship one day and Jesus told me I was going to marry you. Hmm... At this point, I had never, ever thought of Mitch other than platonic friend. Um, but a, a very quiet friend of mine said, if, if I had received a letter like this, I'd at least give him the opportunity to chat. And chat we did. Um, we talked and talked and talked and all of a sudden we just clicked. And I knew that what he was saying was from God. Um, it's a really incredible thing to kind of know that you're on the same journey and that your paths are going to interconnect. Um, we, when Mitch uh, proposed to me, or well, before that, he was like, I want to be a missionary. I want to go overseas. And I said, I don't know if that's for me. And I said, all right, well, if this is what you feel what you want to do, I'm going to turn around and make sure it's something that I feel God is calling me to do as well. So I jumped on a plane the day he proposed. So he proposed on Christmas Day because he didn't have a gift for me. Um, and I then, that night, jumped on a plane to India, Bangladesh and Singapore. I went with, um, with a Bangladesh te team, which was Tear, um, and got to experience uh, real poverty. Um, I got to experience mission, what life, living, what life would be like living on the mission field and I spent a month over there. And I came home and I said to Mitch, all right, 
I know I've said yes to you proposing already, but I know that God has a clear calling on my heart to be in mission, whatever that looks like. Um, One thing I'm really thankful for that God continues to do in our marriage and in our relationship is that um, we're better together. We complement each other in ways that I can't fathom, um, but we also have fiery disputes which always come to a resolution. We've learnt to come back to each other and say sorry. Um, We've learnt to come back to each other and pray together. Asha's coming up on (laughs) He's not used to me being here. Um, But the passage in the Bible that really rings true is Ecclesiastes 4.12. It says, Though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him, but a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I like to think of that um, in a relationship with anyone. Um, You can be in a relationship, in a friendship that can be continually strengthened through Christ and through just journeying with each other. Um, it's It's a pretty amazing thing. One thing that has been challenging over the last number of years is being a mum. We found out at Ash's 20-week ultrasound that he was going to have a a major heart defect to the point where they weren't sure he was going to live. First baby, after a few years of infertility, it was really, really hard to hear that. My heart broke and I said, God, what are you doing? Like, I have been praying praying to be a mum for years and here you are giving me a child that I don't know that I'll be able to handle... And I just remember this quiet voice going, you can handle all things through Christ. Just pray and come to me. And that's what I've done every single step of the way. Not very well at times, um, but God has really resonated. And Asher is a living miracle. He died multiple times and was brought back. He, his When he had his surgery back in September this year, um, talking to the surgeon, she was saying they do 300 of these surgeries every year and that's preparing them for a surgery like Asher's. So Asher's anatomy is completely different as well. So he has dextrocardia and right isomerism, which means everything in his body is flipped um, and therefore when he was being formed in my womb, things grew in places that are strange. Um, so they had to go up through his heart to fit this most recent surgery so that the, the flow of the, the single ventricle system, big words, I know, single, the, the plumbing, the plumbing of his heart could go one way and not the other. So Asher no longer has mixing in his heart. It's all clear. It's all one, one thing. Um, it's amazing what these surgeons can do and how they can... Um, you know, shift things. And I, I clearly see God in their work. Um, they may not, but I do. Asha was ten, about 10 months old and he also had infantile seizures and I think that was probably one of the most scariest times of my life. Watching your child involuntary seize is something that I would wish not even on my worst enemy. Um, but God had a plan Um, being like my dad, I'm a bit of a problem solver. So I was like, all right, we've got this problem. What can I do to help fix it? 
Um, and that's been really, really incredible to see the relationships that I've built with Ash's OTs and physios. Um, and being able to see his growth and his development. Like, you, you guys, some of you have seen him. He's counting to a 1,000. Like, who is this kid? He's four. But that's God. I see God in Asher every single day. And as hard as it is some days and as annoying as preschool paperwork is, you know, you do it. Because as a parent, you're an advocate for your child. Um, and as a Christian, we are a beacon of light. For Christ. I also remember a story, well not a story, I remember sitting down with a friend um, in a cafe one day and I had was just sharing with her how I was feeling in that moment. Um, I think we were in our first year with Asha and I just was like, what's like God, I don't I don't know what God's doing. But I all I know is I need to keep stepping out in faith and she had a friend, a non-Christian friend, who she had been sharing our journey with. And she turned around and said, Rachel, your stories, your journey is impacting others. Um, you're impacting our friends just to keep going, find their hope. And at little pockets of time, they might be able to share the hope that we have in, in Christ, which is pretty amazing. I look for every opportunity now to be like, oh, yeah, no, my hope is found in Jesus. My hope is found in the cross. And what he did on the cross for me. Um, and I think, you know, there have been times in our journey where I've been like, mm, I'm not so sure I believe in this anymore. But then God clearly, clearly delivers himself. Clearly, see, We clearly see a miracle and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you're real. I'll, I'll get back on my, I'll, get, I'll step back. Um, it's been really beautiful over the last 12 months um, with lockdown and being able to spend a little bit more time with my mum. My mum comes every Tuesday and helps me with my kids, um, helps me. She's a generous soul and a woman to be... Um, but she has slowly, lovingly come with boxes, boxes of my stuff that I've left at my parents' house. I'm sure you parents all know, <laughs> with grown-up kids, things get left behind. Um, but it's been really, really nice to actually see what she's brought. Um, one thing that has been really, really good is that I'm a note-taker, or I used to be a note-taker in church. I wouldn't have said that growing up I had a particularly strong faith. I would almost say it was quite naive. Like, I knew all the stories and I knew all the, all the answers, but um, I didn't have a faith that I owned um, and that I could share and that I could walk, say that I faithfully walked. Um, but one thing I did do was take notes in church. And it's really interesting looking over those notes and going, I have no idea what I was writing, but I can see that God was reigning, reigning through. And he's like, I'm just patiently waiting for you, just patiently waiting for you. Um, you know, to be honest, one of the reasons I went to church was for all the boys. Um, found mine. But, you know, like we don't always have the right intentions in, in, our, in our hearts when we go and do things. But that doesn't mean God can't use us in a way that we don't understand or can't be quietly sitting there patiently going, oh, no, you know, I'm waiting for you. I'm just waiting for you to get it. Um, I think I mentioned back when um, we had Mitch's induction that I have a love of the Gospels. Um, and if you haven't realised already, I have been reflecting on Matthew. Um, and it is an amazing, amazing way to start the New Testament. 
Um, Matthew collects Jesus' teaching and eyewitness accounts of this, his disciples and has weaved them into this beautiful tapestry. Um, you know, it's highlighted in these beautiful themes. And I'm going to give you a little plug. If you're interested in watching a really good video or you're a more video-based person, the Bible Project actually do some great um, videos that give you good overviews of each chapter of the Bible. Um, but Matthew shows us that Jesus is the continua continuation and the fulfilment of the whole biblical narrative. And at the very beginning, he connects back to the Old Testament, which I think is incredible. I think the one important thing that I have really been thankful for is the way in which my family, um, my friends, have always encouraged me to learn more about Jesus, even at a young age. I think those biblical foundations set me up to be able to go, yeah, I believe in this. For some, it may not be the case. You know, Jesus says, well, well, Jesus says, no, through his parable teaches, some people were turned away from Christ. Other people came to Christ through them. And I think that's a really beautiful way that we can still see that today, that in, through some of Jesus' teaching, through our relationships with people, people can come to know Jesus, but some people will choose not to. Um, and that's sometimes hard to sit with. So Matthew 5, 13 to 16, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how, sh how shall the saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown and trampled out under the feet. You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden, nor do people put a lamp and put it under a basket but put it on a stand so it can give light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may, have, so that may, they may see the good works and the give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We all have a path and we all have a journey. Um, yours is different to mine, but I faithfully know that God can use you in ways that you may not understand. Um, Jesus has used my life to show himself to me and I hope that he's used my life to share his, his love with others. Um, I think, you know, especially with Asher and Hazel, I've been challenged beyond wits. Being a parent is a really beautiful thing um, but it's also the most challenging thing in my life and there are times when I know I need to turn around and go, God, thank you. Um, Hazel came in like a hurricane and has stirred up everything, but how beautiful is that? Um, so I guess today I want you to be to share a little bit of my story, but I also want to leave this final question with you. How does Jesus impacted your life? I want you to go away this week and really think about people that you've seen Jesus working through, people that you've seen Jesus use to teach you, um, but also, where has he been through your journey? Why don't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you are an incredible God, um, that you come before us each day and you lift us up. Um, Lord, thank you that you guide our steps, um, that you challenge us through our loved ones, through your word, through prayer. 
Um, Lord, but thank you that you always stand with us. Um, Lord, I pray that as we go out this week that we can see you in our work. Uh, we can see you using us as vessels or see you challenging us to live a life worthy of your calling. Lord, I pray that we can be the hands and feet of your word, that we can shine like a city on a hill, like a light on a light stand. Lord, thank you for who you are and what you've done. I pray this blessing in your son's name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.